Genesis 12 through 20. Let's talk about it. Now, let me just set up the context. Genesis 1 through 11 covered over 2,000 years, and it's just a kind of a very foundational section of Scripture, first sin, first people, first everything, of course. We talked about that, first global judgment with Noah and the flood, first covenant, really, in terms of the Noahic covenant. Yep. Now we see another covenant come into play in Genesis 12 through 20, and here we go from story of humanity in the story, like you said last week, I think was a good word for it, zooms in on one man and his family. The rest of Genesis, 12 through 50, so the bulk of the book of Genesis is about one man and his son, mm-hmm. his grandson, and his great-grandson, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. We start with Abraham, Father Abraham. This is the start of the Hebrew people, the Jewish nation. Starts in Genesis chapter 12. So what did you get out of this reading? A lot of fun stories. I, I I enjoy Genesis reading through it just because the stories are epic and they're a lot of fun to read. Just me personally, I like you know the narrative sections of scripture rather than you know in some ki- times the poetic or the um, the didactic didact. Well, I, I like the didactic stuff. Um, but uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. What's what's the it's the the prophets. Sometimes mm. I have a really hard time reading to the prophets just because I think for prophets, you have to have a good understanding in terms of context. So if you just read the book cold... You got to study the history, really. Yeah, if you read that book cold of one of these prophets, you're going to be like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always struggle through those. So it's always good to have a, something that's going to help you figure out what is the history for this prophet to be speaking to so that you can understand it a little yeah. bit better. But for Genesis, I absolutely love these stories. As I was reading through it, the things that stuck out to me were the two stories of Abraham. So Abraham is called out of, I think, Ur of the Chaldees, something like that. He's called out of it and leaves everything. By faith, he follows this God that says, come to this land. And what's funny to me is twice he has the faith to follow this God, but he doesn't have the faith to tell the truth to the people in the land. Um, I think both with the Pharaoh and King Abimelech, he has to tell a lie because his wife is so beautiful. He thinks, because my wife is so beautiful, I need to tell these people that I'm not her husband. I'm her brother. Because if I, they think I'm her husband, they're going to kill me and take my wife. Right. And so he straight up lies to both of them. And I think it's the, the time when he does this to Abimelech, which is funny because you think maybe the word would have spread, like, oh, this guy calls his wife his sister. Um, but he gets to Abimelech. And what does it say? And I think it's, it's chapter well, 20. Well, it's pretty far apart. One case is Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to what we now know as the Holy Land area. Okay, gotcha. There would have been some time. There would have been some distance, some geography. Right. But I don't know if I've ever picked up on this before, but when Abimelech is, you know, saying, all right, get out of my house for all these lies, he turns to Sarah and says, behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus, she was rebuked. I don't know if I've ever picked up on the thus she was rebuked part, but as if I'm trying to connect the dots, it sounds like he's saying, oh, I'm giving this money to your brother so that everyone knows that I didn't sleep with you because he's your husband, right? It was like... No, but he said brother, which I thought right, was that, that, That's the thing. It was, instead of saying, I'm giving this money to your husband to prove to everyone, I'm giving it to your brother so that everyone knows. Almost like he's rubbing it in. But yeah, exactly. That's, that's the first time I've ever picked up on that. Your brother, instead of saying your husband... Yeah. But he knows now yes. that he is the husband. And I love how Abraham like tries to save face and he's like, but listen, she we she really is my 
my sister. She's the daughter of my father, just not the daughter of my mother. Which again is that sounds really weird to the modern American. <laughs> like Jerry Springer. So yeah, it's it's, it's like an episode you. of Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's, I fell in love with my sister, but she's only my half sister. Yeah. Back then, yeah. they did these things. Apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> Chase's face. <laughs> Who's Jerry Springer? <laughs> we haven't gotten far enough in Genesis. Jerry Springer will show up eventually. I know maybe we've been we've been raising you like a sheltered child, but in this case, I'm really glad. Yeah, we were raising you as a sheltered child. <laughs> you're not missing much. Ashley's missing quite a bit, but <laughs> yeah, but I feel like in, it's a, in a good way. Yeah, it's probably best. I don't know. It's probably best. You piqued my curiosity. Well, Jerry Springer at one point in time was the mayor of Cincinnati, I believe. I did not. He was know a politician, that. successful, if you want to call it that. But he ends up with this TV show on national TV that ends up being like, I guess Jerry Springer is to television what um, like the National Enquirer and the Globe and these magazines are mm-hmm. when you're going through the grocery line. These sensational stories and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, anyhow, we don't want to get chasing down <laughs> yeah, that rabbit. Yeah, but. the further we go down telling you about Jerry Springer, the higher rated the show becomes. <laughs> it goes from like G, PG, PG. I don't know 13. if it's still on. Is it still on? I don't think so. Okay, that's a good thing. I think that he's a so, judge now. He's like Judge Judy. He has a show like that. <laughs> so, well, that's interesting. So, the point being, we see really quick the depravity of humanity in Genesis as a result of the fall, going back to last week in Genesis 3, we, what we talked about, and how, um, you know, these are, these are the, this is Father Abraham. Mm-hmm. He's a giant, he's a giant in of the faith. faith. Yeah. But he's still a man. Oh, yeah. Struggles with the, has the same fears. Yeah, Lacking struggles. courage. He, he's, uh, he's afraid. Yeah. Even though he knows he's called by, this God, right? And we talk about his wife not feeling protected. You got to go in and be this other guy's wife, potentially. Right, both times. He's willing to hand his his wife over. Well, it worked the first time. I mean, the second time around, he was just like... Well, I think I both times it happened, the person that they went with, that, that Sarah went with, was cursed. Yeah. Everybody in the oh, household... No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly what it Every person says. in the household you know, couldn't bear children or whatever, so they must have been there for some time. Well, we're here, here we're seeing what, what it says in this section also with God saying, if people bless you, you'll be blessed, but if they curse you, you'll be cursed. And there's a sense in which they were unknowingly cursing Abraham. Yes. That's unknowingly. A, that's a very good point, because in chapter 20, that was always, first time I read through the Bible, I came to the story of Abimelech. The, one of the big things that first stood out to me in the story of Abimelech was, he doesn't know he's about to sin. King Abimelech does not know. But God's ready to judge you. And God says, listen... Here, I'll, I'll go. I'll God go. is merciful and reveals to him. He says, yeah, you're right. Um, Lord, uh, but Abimelech had, co- had not come near her, and he said, this is verse 4 of chapter 20, Lord, you will slay a righteous nation also. Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she even herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. God responds in verse six. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. One of the big things that stood up, stood out to me from this was 
and again, this was me as a, as a very fledgling, you know, young Christian trying to understand doctrine and theology. I didn't put together the idea that you can sin without knowing it, which is what Abimelech would have been doing. Abimelech would have been sleeping with another man's wife, not knowing it because they had lied to him. And I think if I'm connecting the dots, God would have held him liable for that. He says, but I, but I've stopped you from sinning. We are not guiltless because of our ignorance. Right. Good. Interesting stuff. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.